All right, well, let's get this going then, um, if that's okay. I think we, uh, I love the idea of moving along, trying to figure out how we can help younger reps have the experience and the success that Fred, that you've had. So I yeah, love it's this kind idea. of why we do it. Yep. On this week's episode of the Selling Podcast, we are joined with the 32 year medical <clears throat> sales. On this week's episode of the Selling Podcast, we are joined by a 32-year expert in medical sales. He's a four-times rep of the year, five-times distributor of the year, and 21 years with market penetration and award-winning experience. We welcome the VP and partner at Healy Weber Orthopedics, managing 58 rep groups and 139 sales reps, Fred Mady. All right, we're recording. With over 50 years and millions of worldwide traveled miles between the two of us, we have tasted defeat and relished in sweet, sweet victory. Looking for inspirational entertainment, motivation, and practical insights to drive your business? Welcome to The Selling Podcast. Fred, welcome to The Selling Podcast. Thanks, Scott. It's a pleasure to be here. appreciate the opportunity that uh, both you and Mike are giving me to speak to your audience and have a conversation about what to do every day as a sales rep. You left no, out Fred, that he's you, a fine you, dancer and a snappy dresser. <laughs> it, was on, it was on the second page. Like I had to skip a bunch of things going through. It's like, oh, we can't, can't go through all of this. Mike, you should have seen your eyes when I made the mistake again. Your eyes were good. Fred's were better. It was like, wait, he's getting buzzed? Why is he getting buzzed? <laughs> well, you know, when I heard the buzzer, I panicked a little bit and thought, okay, prep for the buzzer. When the buzzer happens, just let it happen and keep going. So thanks for making sure that I understood what the buzzer meant. I'm, I promise you will not be buzzed through this whole conversation. I promise. That's a one and done thing. So Fred, you know, we, we've, we tell a lot of stories on the podcast and we get a chance to interview a lot of great people. Tell me about your introduction into sales. How did it all get started for you? You know, a great story when, when I went to college and played college football and probably focused a little too much on that as opposed to education. So when I graduated, didn't really have, uh, an opportunity. So I went and was coaching uh, college football at New Mexico State University. We were 0-11 that year. Our head coach was ranked by his peers as the worst head coach in America. I was the lowest guy on the totem pole. Well, I figured that made me 100% the worst college football coach. So when we got fired and uh, I was going to take a job in Tulsa coaching, somebody came up to me and said, hey, we're looking for a rep to sell sports medicine products. And the first question I had was, what does it pay? And he told me what it paid. And I thought, all right, that's a good idea. About to be engaged and, and, and start my life. Took the job. Figured I got the sports equation figured out. I'll learn the medicine part. Put it all together. Started with a company called Orthopedic Technology, opening up a territory. Back in that day, there were uh, three brands that were very popular, Lennox Hill, Donjoy, and uh, this company called Orthotech. And started selling orthopedic knee braces way back then. And since then, you've gone on to manage teams. Uh, you do consulting work with teams. And I think you've got a great recipe and a, and a very standard recipe that people can follow for great success. Now, it's not specific to sports medicine, because this is universal in every kind of sales that I've seen. So we're going to walk the, through some of that. Yeah, sure. The You know, the idea, look, when when I went to college, one of the things they did every, every year is they give you a syllabus. And along with that syllabus is a list of books that you should buy. 
and you should read these books and you should study these books. And then we'll give you a test. And if you read enough and take enough tests over the course of, <clears throat> for some of us, five years, then you get a degree. And when when I got into the sales business, I didn't know a thing about sales. You know, the, the old idea that we're hiring this guy because he might be likable, you know, back in the day with full head of hair and 8% body fat, this guy may, may, might make a good sales rep. But there was no training, no knowledge, no anything. And so I took the idea that I could be, get my master's degree in sales by reading. And so that became my mantra, which is let me get my degree by reading anything and everything I possibly can and give myself a degree in sales. And so, you know, with this idea that we've got these young reps out there that are being hired for all industries and saying, uh, go at them. Here's your list. Go get those people to buy from us. Uh, without any knowledge, the idea that uh, we're doing that is disappointing to me across the country because it's a wonderful profession. There now are a few places you can get a degree in selling. But as you guys know, there was nothing available for us called sales in college. And so, sure, there's a lot of marketing stuff, but as we all know, that's quite different. So when when I start off trying to have a conversation with a, with a rep is, what do you know about sales? and trying to give them some sort of tools to start their process uh, with more knowledge, more opportunities so they can, they can be successful. I'm curious, when you ask that question, what do you know about sales? What are some of the answers you've gotten? So it, it's funny is that it's um, those, those classic answers you get in, a, in an interview process with a rep, which is, um, I like to talk to people. Okay, that's great. Um, I'm, I'm liked by a lot of people. You know, uh, those those answers that they're supposed to give become their kind of guideline to who they should be as a sales rep. And it's not the truth. That's not mm -hmm. that's not reality. I mean, you can line up 100 sales reps and some of them are likable and some are not likable and some of them. But all these sales reps are different, but they kind of do some very consistent things every single day. And it's those things that I really started to focus on. What is what do great sales reps do every single day? And trying to put that together to help them understand, look, when you start your day, consider this, because it'll make you a better salesperson. Well, and it's interesting, just reading books, it's, there's many things that go against each other. You get many contra-type philosophies. So you read Sandler, and it's talking about, hey, let's talk about you know, different closing techniques. And then you read you know, James Muir, The Pure Perfect Close, and there's no selling and you know closing techniques and so when you as you read and really get into reading you know a lot about sales you'll see that people kind of contradict each other so what are some of those things that you've found to be steady and consistent scott i think it's a great question i think that, that just like children if if you you'll probably understand this is that that all of our children are different they came from the same two books but they're different and, and there's some that you love more than the others. Yeah. Well, no, that's, that's just you, Scott. Oh, yeah. that's just, oh, sorry. No, no, I'm, 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 I'm with Scott on that one, but no, I love them. I love them all. Uh, I like them all. And I love them all. But uh, just like my sales reps is that I love them all in all different ways. So, so they're all different, right? And so when, when, I, when I discuss reading with our sales reps, I say, go buy these books, right? And open them up and look at the index and find something that interests you. And find what speaks to you. What, what is it in this, you know, going back to some early books, right? Uh, Brian Tracy, Sales 101. 
read some of that information there that was set down foundationally. Go back and listen to, to Dale Carnegie and go back and listen to some of the folks that talk about the fundamentals of selling and see what resonates with you because it won't, everything won't work for everybody. And at the end of the day, what all these guys authors do is they do great things every day as they sell. And so trying to give them the idea of all that information is out there. You can start to absorb it and use it um, where it applies to you. But the core is what do you do every single day that makes you successful? And now in in my list of things that you do, there's going to be some things that don't apply to you. And so don't Mm -hmm. do those. But there'll be things that you're going to read or see and understand that hmm, maybe that does make sense for me. Maybe I do need to do a little pre-call planning. Maybe I need to do a little post-call planning. Maybe I need to understand a little bit more about my time management goals and where I'm spending my time. And so that's what we try to give them and, and, and not force feed them, but pull them along. Give them the opportunity to come along on this journey called sales. Because we know, we know how uh, successful we've become in this business. And we understand that it can change your life. It's still one of the best opportunities. And I'll tell you a quick story. My daughter, Allison, when she wanted to be a sales rep, because dad was a sales rep, she's very athletic, was on the U.S. Olympic weightlifting team, uh, and she wanted to go sell. And so she wanted to come sell for me. And I told her, no, you have to go out and earn the right to come sell for me, just like anybody else. So you're not going to just come on board. So she goes out, she gets a job with John Deere selling heavy construction equipment first female hired in her position. And she says, okay, dad, what do I do now? And I sat her down and have her went through my, 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 my uh, slide deck on what great reps do every day. And so she starts to write her little three by five card notes and she starts to tuck it all away and she absorbs it all. And being the first woman in that position placed her in a much different scenario than any of us have ever been in. Right. Because now she's in a position where she's got to walk in and sell equipment. So what she did was she took a small core of what I taught her and 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 made it her mantra. I'm going to do these five things every single day. And, you know, God bless her. She's she's nine months. She was the rep of the region. And, you know, now she's been elevated twice. And and, so it works. Right. And well, she had daddy to kind of help her with that. But that that's what I try to do with reps all over the country. And we've had the opportunity to present to loan officers and sales groups and different businesses. And of course it works in the medical business all day long. So what's the secret then? What's your secret sauce? You you talked about the the pre-call planning. You talked about the post-call debriefing, but I'm a new rep. And that's a paid version, Mike, of the podcast. You can find that over on our Patreon side. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, if we had oh. a paid version, that'd be awesome. But no, Fred, be my training and my introduction into sales was very similar. We met on the side of the freeway, I-69 in Michigan. I was handed two three-ring binders. One of them had a bunch of the flyers of the products. The other binder had a list of customers. And I was told with a pat on the back, good luck, son. Go get them. Is that that? Well, I, I, I bet your need was great at the time because what oh, I found huge. out is that, 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 that for those of us that our need was great and my need was really you know, urgent. But Mike, I told you yeah. this story, I'll, I'll Scott, real quick. When, when I first started this process, the exact same way. I mean, it was, it was like, we'll teach you about the product. We'll make you product knowledgeable up one side and down the other. When you leave here, you're going to know this product the, 
you know, but there was not an ounce of sales training. No. So I come out to this new territory, completely new, and I try to find a way to stay busy every day, right? So I can go out and work eight hours and come home and tell my wife, look how great I'm doing. But in 11 months, my sales were dismal. They were horrible. So I get called back to this company for retro training. And I thought, hey, that's going to be pretty cool. I'm going into retro training. It must be something cool. And when I get there, they start off by saying, you six people are here as your last chance. If you don't get it, then you're done. And I panic. And so we had somebody present to us at that point in time that you need to run this job as a business. I need to start looking at it completely different. And that's when I put together all of my business plans and how I was going to do it. And then, you know, th that next year was, I was runner up for sales rep of the year. The year after I was sales rep of the year in that company. And those were the things that helped me shift my mentality, right? So I'm a new rep. And, you know, the, the, the slide deck that I present on what great reps do every day is about a two and a half hour presentation and, and trying to help them understand, I wake up in the morning and what do I do? And so, you know, how do we look at that and condense that down to a conversation we're having right now? The first thing we do is we start with, what are my time management goals? And where should I be spending my time, right? And in order to do that, there's some few basic things you got to do, right? We got to kind of figure out how to establish your personal and business goals and make sure they're in alignment. And that's how we start. I start with every single rep. Why are you here? Mm -hmm. Tell me about what matters to you in your family. Tell me what matters to you in your business. And let's create some alignment with that. And that's where we start. Every single conversation is get in alignment because this job can either have you pull away from your personal goals or your personal goals can pull away from this job. And so let's get those in alignment. And then we set and establish the priorities that are important. And how do we look at those priorities? What do I need to make sure I do every day? If a doctor calls me and it's something going on, what do I do in terms of priorities? Where do I pick? And then, then we talk about plan your work and put first things first. So we create this plan for them. You know, you, you know, Mike, I'm a big business plan person mm -hmm. and try to sit down with the new sales rep and say, Hey, deliver me a business plan. First thing they're going to do today is go to Google and say uh, business plan. Oh, there's a template. Let me fill out that template. And it has no meaning to them. So my philosophy in that is grab a manager, somebody you admire and trust and say, help me build my business plan. Spend an hour with me and tell me what you did that can help me succeed in this business and build out. See, I would have done that for you, Scott, if you would have stayed with me for longer than a day. <laughs> I might have actually been successful if I would have stayed with you for longer than a day. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Um, so, you know, then, then we go into a discussion and, and the discussion I have with the guys every day, what do great reps do every day? And so for me and for the people that I've, moved along in this business over the 32 years is the number one thing you can do every day is face time with decision makers. And so, you know, I say that to sales reps all the time. And they're like, duh. Yes, of course. Decision makers are the most important people in your business because at the end of the day, they're going to say yes or no. And so why wouldn't that be the most important thing? See, there's a lot of other things that will pull away from us than getting in front of uh, mm -hmm. And if you can't get in front of decision makers, spend your time getting FaceTime with the staff who can get you in front of decision makers, right? So, so we've, we've gone in, we've done our time management goals. Now we're looking at, you know, waking up every day. What do I do? Get in front of decision makers, get in front of people who can get you in front of decision makers. And the third thing is time spent planning 
FaceTime with your decision makers. And here's where a lot of people think this is this isn't as effective as the old days where when I say old days, I was part of the old days and, and Scott, maybe not so much, but I know you were Mike and the old days was go out and make 12 calls a day. Yep. And, and today my philosophy is I'd rather you spend some office time working, you know, on your business than working in your business. And so creating some time for you to develop the opportunities to get that face time. That sentence right there, working on your business, not in your business, I think that is such a key for new reps to understand what is your business. It's your franchise and you have to build it, but you can't do that without a plan. So I, I think yeah. that's critical. You, you know, without a plan and without knowledge, right? Because, you know, when we, when we start building out these territory workbooks, the first thing that I always ask both uh, new reps and seasoned reps is how many doctors are in your territory? You know, for us in medical business and for Allie, when I taught her, how many companies are in your territory that will buy a machine from John Deere? And when they can't answer that question, I stop their whole machine and say, we're starting all over because you have to have that knowledge base of how many customers are in your territory for you to create your business plan because you need to know the value of each one of those customers and what the end numbers can possibly be. And then how are you going to extract your success from that volume of people? And so after we get them to really focus on that FaceTime opportunity and being in front of the doctors and being in front of the, the staff and, and trying to get them to understand that you don't need to be an expert to be in front of a customer. You need to be in front of a customer and let them know who you are. And that starts with something we'll discuss a little bit later, and that's the story, right, and developing your story. But then we teach our reps to develop a tenacity, have a tenacity just on their features and benefits. And, and I don't know about you guys, but every sales training class I do, I have them write out the difference between a feature and a benefit. And this is old school, right? This is, this is going back to the days where they talk about features and benefits and selling with features and benefits. I don't think it's necessary to sell with features and benefits today, but I think it's really, really important to understand the features and benefits of your product and understand what the difference is. Right. And when you look at a feature, you're like, oh, wow, that's cool. When you look at a benefit, you say, I want that because it's going to do something for me in my life. Right. Whether it's the GPS system that will help drive your John Deere tractor, which is a feature. But that benefit is the ease of life that 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 worker has using that machine. I was going to say every every company that manufactures a product has features built in. But. The benefit is only a benefit when you can partner that with the customer's need. Yeah. That's and when the that, benefit takes place. You're, you're so right, Mike. And then when that benefit occurs, when they feel that benefit, there's a benefit that begets that benefit that begets that benefit that begets that benefit. In our world, it's like, doctor, I want to show you the specific uh, orthopedic appliance. And the doctor looks at that and says, wow, my patients are going to be more comfortable now. Right? He feels that. But what's the benefit of that doctor? Well, the benefit of that is that my patients are going to give me a higher score. Well, what's the benefit of that doctor? Well, more patients are going to hear about that patient's experience are going to come to me. What's the benefit of that doctor? Well, I'm going to make more money. I'm going to have a bigger practice. I'm going to have more life satisfaction because I'm treating more patients. Well, what's the benefit of that? And so I love talking about a feature because it's cool, right? But man, going down that path of benefits and understanding what the benefit can do, even on something as simple as a wrist brace or um, a piece of farming equipment or construction equipment, 
or even the way you're, you're, you handle your customers in your loan department. And they go back and talk about how amazing this opportunity was uh, in front of this, this, this loan officer. And they took care of me at such a high level. All of a sudden, these benefits go all the way down for that, that, that individual buyer. If we take a look back at what you were saying, where you don't necessarily, if I understand it correctly, you don't need to be an expert to be in front of this individual. You just need to be in front of this individual. And then we pivoted into talking about, you know, some of the benefits. How does that, how does that translate? Because it almost sounds like you need to be an expert on your product, but it, maybe I'm making the wrong, making, maybe I'm making the wrong connection. So you remember when Mike said he was handed three binders and one of them included a bunch of brochures. In that brochures are the features and benefits. See, I, I, I find reps with what I call the perfect chair syndrome. They can't start their business till they get the perfect chair in their office, right? And so they got this little foldable chair. And I just, I can't really get going. So I'm going to go online and shop or I'm going to go down to this. And I'm going to go shop. I'm like, you don't need the perfect chair. You don't need, if you've got that brochure and you've got those features of benefit, go introduce yourself to that doctor today. It, I need to cancel my Amazon order. Hold and on. the reason, <laughs> right, no, yours was perfect shirt syndrome. <laughs> That's what we're for today. Uh, for, for, well, anyway, we we want them to go immediately and start getting FaceTime. And the FaceTime, and, and I'll talk about why that makes a difference when we train our reps. You know, when the, we talk about their story, because in their early story, it's say, hey, "Doc, I'm brand new. I haven't been trained." don't understand my products, but I wanted to introduce myself to you and let you know that I'm here and I'm available to you. I've got a brochure on a product that you said you're interested. Let me just tell you what the feature is and some of the benefits and let me come back to you after training. So what I'm trying to get our reps to do is do what's most important. And the most important thing you can do is get in front of your customers. And too many reps have the fear that they don't know enough about their business, that they're going to look like an idiot in front of the customer. Well, if you're selling an orthopedic doctor who spent 15 years in school and you're going to talk to them about a, a, a diagnosis that you graduated from college with a degree in football at a 2.4 GPA, you're never going to be an expert in front of that person. So put that aside. Go in front of them and let them know who you are. Let them know you're available and do it ASAP. Get off the couch. You don't need a perfect chair. So that's Fred, kind of- that was one of my challenges. That was one of my challenges because I was gathering so much information about my physicians. I knew I knew so much about them. I knew so much about their office. And when I gathered all that information before actually meeting the physician, I created this this mental wall, if you will. And so then going to meet this individual, I was meeting like the person. Like it was celebrity stardom when I was meeting this individual. Yeah, yeah, exactly correct. I'd gained so much information that it was kind of debilitating when I first, when I finally met, met the doctor. And so when I met her for the first time, it was like, wow, I am so in awe. And if I would have just gone in, introduced myself, said, Hey, quick introduction. Here's what I'm going to be doing. It kicks it off on a, on a, I don't want to say informal, but a very personal level and then backtrack, gather all the information and then come and present. Well, I think that presents a little bit of self-confidence too. I don't lack no. in self-confidence, Mike. The, <laughs> the, the, and here's a way to fix that for our new sales reps. The way I fix that, the way I train our sales reps is when I hire a new sales rep, 
I sit them down their first week and say, this week you're going to become an author. And you're an author of your own story. You're an author of the company's story. You're an author of your feature story. You're an author of your benefit story. You're an author that's going to create a book of questions. And you're an author of how to ask for the business. And so what we do is we have them sit down. And this is so difficult for some reps. And I say, uh, give me two paragraphs on your story. Just like when you guys started this, this conversation today. Right? Give me your story. And so tell, tell your customer your story. Hi, Doc. My name's Fred. I'm brand new in this orthopedic sales business, or I'm brand new selling this heavy equipment business, or I'm a brand new loan officer. And um, here's, here's where I come from. This is what I've done. This is where I am today. And I'm really excited to be part of company XYZ. And XYZ does this. And one of the things that XYZ does is they build this product. And let me tell you the story of this product. And then in that product, there's a couple features and benefits that you're telling the story. And along the way, you ask a couple questions in your story. And at the end, you say, if you like my story, will you buy something from me, right? And so what we do with our early reps is we have them write the story because we, a good sales rep just goes and tells a story. It's interesting. I don't think I've ever really thought about it too much that before I go out and sell something for the first time, I usually put it on. I like to feel it. I like to try it. I like to do it. If it's some sort of service, I like to go through it because I want to be able to have that type of a story to be able to share what it is I'm using and why other people need it. <laughs> That's fascinating. Fred, thanks so much for joining this week's episode of The Selling Podcast. We are going to have you on next week. In next week's episode, we are going to talk about selling with a story continued, but we're going to dive into just showing up, how you can be successful just by showing up. Thanks so much for joining this week's episode. We'll catch you again next week.